Welcome to the Zero Traction Podcast with Cameron Miller and James Allison. I have started the recording. Well, we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. Yo, what's up, everyone? <laughs> Episode six, Zero Traction. That's, I'm not going to talk like that. Please never again. I'll never, I'll never do that again. Oh, man. We're completely shifting it up, bro. We're shifting. We're shifting. Through the gears. Episode six, we're in sixth gear. I just made that up. It's delightful. Thanks. I like it a lot. Crazy that we're six in, actually. That means six in. we've done around about six hours of talking. Yeah. Quite impressive, really. It is. We're running out of subjects now, though. It's actually more than that, because we did that one lost episode. <laughs> so yeah. this is seven. And that was, wasn't that an hour and 20 or something? It was. Guys, se- you, it was. You, you actually, you lucked out, because that was really boring, that episode. It was no, like an it hour wasn't. and 20 minutes. No, it, was just... it wasn't. It was delightful. <laughs> no, you don't want to say it was delightful because then it feels like they're missing out. It's you true. want to say it was terrible and it was rubbish and we were both hangover and then uh, they're not missing out on anything. Yeah, all right, and the episode enough. they actually got was way better. To be fair, it was actually. It, it I was, think we, we the re record was uh, better. It was James's secret card, was the one you actually got. Yes. And yes. That, was, that was way better. Because we talked about your secret card. So, yeah, I like this chilled out kind of just chatting about stuff. Yeah. I, I much prefer it yeah. to uh, all the. Oh, we're going to do this bit now, sort of thing. We'll still have that though, because yeah, it's still fun to go that. down a bit. I still like to do a bit of research. Well, I'll Speaking start of which, off. Have you uh, have you done any? No, not this episode. <laughs> because what are you going to start off with then? Well, I just because I think it's a, it's an episode of thoughts for me. Oh, okay, a thought. An episode a of thoughts. Episode. Um, first one is a bit of a moaning point. I just wanted to launch straight in because go. I saw today what I believe to be. Now I'm going to put it out there. I think this might just be the world's most pointless vehicle oh shit <laughs> the world's most pointless vehicle now i because i cannot imagine anyone having the amount of money it would have cost to buy this vehicle oh, okay. and thinking i'm gonna spend that money on that <laughs> that's what i need in my life it was was it a lexus it was not was it a was it a car <laughs> no. Before I carry on going. Goodness, yes, yes, was James. A car. Okay. Well, it I don't know. It could have been some a vehicle, else. a hovercraft for the road or something. It was not. No, it okay, was a go, go it was it. a car. So it was a BMW. Surprising. Surprising. Do you really surprising? They've got a lot of stuff out at the moment. I mean, they're the ultimate driving machine. It's sort of surprising that you've tarnished them with well, the most pointless. They tarnished themselves. Oh, okay. Go for it. They tarnished themselves. It's a BMW X5. Already pretty pointless. Yeah. M. Nice. Competition. <laughs> you know what? BMW are putting competition after every single uh, manufacturer, uh, every single model name now. Why? To get over the emissions. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was like an actual like competition spec. No, because X5 they don't M. do they don't do uh, uh, just a normal M2 anymore. You can only buy the M2 competition ah. because it's fitted with the M4 engine which passes certain regulations that the old okay. M2 engine didn't do. So I still I th- have an issue with the X5M, yeah. but I just thought there was something ridiculously, like extra ridiculous about an X5M competition. Yeah. I just thought, you know, I've, in, in my head, it suddenly got stiff dampers and it's, it's like track ready. It's like- A track you, ready, what? Who, who is taking <laughs> an, an X5 to track. Which, if you don't know, is an enormous SUV which can't go off road, right? So it's an urban SUV, and they've put what sports? 
they've just tar- they've just put loads of sports stuff all over. Yeah, it. it's sports got like suspension. wide and wheel arches, massive tires. I bet it's lower as well. Yeah, it looked a little bit <laughs> a little, little bit stanced. Yeah, it was like a seventy plate, seventy plate X five M competition with the with the M like the M wing mirrors with the little winglets oh, on them and everything, which are very nice on small. Little yeah, but not on a not with like bus mirrors, no. which which this thing's got. No. Oh, oh, just. Oh, this entire Why? episode will just be us bashing BMW's ridiculous <laughs> cars. Yeah. And I'm and happy with that. If you want, right, let yeah. me put a point in there. If you want something quick to go around a track in, why are you buying an X5? Yeah. Well, you don't. Yeah, you, exactly. You buy an X5 because you want a massive family car and you like SUVs and you like BMW. That's your only reason to buy an X5. Yeah. That might want, not right? be us. Yeah. But in that case, you get, it's meant to be, like the whole point of it is to be big and wallowy and maybe have a little bit better traction in snow and, you and can't poor say conditions. Not safe. And you they can't say they're have, not safe. They do have the safety aspect. For the people going. inside. Yeah. I think they would yeah. ruin someone on the road. They'd like, ruin everything else, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's less safe for pedestrians, but much safer for those inside. Um, so they, you, you just, you, it's meant to be big and wallowy. So why would you battle? Why is there a need to make a version of this car which battles its issues so much to try and make it track ready? It's like um, there's the, what's the big Dodge? <laughs> track ready X5. Yeah, exactly. There's a, there's a Dodge uh, SUV in the US. Oh, I've forgotten what it is. It's like an SVT massive scale. I have no interest in American cars. Jeep, it's a Jeep. It's the Jeep Cherokee, I think. They do a Jeep Cherokee uh, SVT, so the, the monster the like V10. V- oh, the V10. Yeah, yeah. something stupid. Something I don't remember exactly. Once again, the Viper, the, the Viper engine. Whatever. I think it's the Viper engine. And they do a Trackhawk edition. Trackhawk. Cool name. That's all I can say. But what? Why? <laughs> Who needs this to go on track? And the, you know, the really annoying thing is the amount of money that people are spending on these cars, right? Yeah. You can so easily go and buy a Lotus Exige on the second-hand market and have an actual track car, yes. an actual piece of fun yeah. on a track day. You know, something that was, you know, purposely designed for a track yeah. and not something that is just, you know, they're just trying to tick all these boxes. Yeah. And it, in doing so, they just ruin the vehicle. They yeah. ruin the entire purpose of an SUV. Yeah. Not that there is much of a purpose anyway, as you know. Yeah. But you know what I'm trying to say. I know exactly what you're trying to say. And it's so annoying because... I, ah, for the same money. So I reckon... They could I actually buy two Exiges. Looked. They could buy three Exiges, probably. Well, what I was about to say, like, if you... If you for the price that that thing costs, which must be 80 to 90 I was going to say K, upwards of 80. If you spec it up, it's going to be over 100, isn't it? Could easily. It could easily get up there. Because um, that must be the top spec. Like, yeah. unless they make some other ridiculous edition we don't know about. Like, there's probably a shadow yeah. edition of it, too, or something. Well, maybe. So, whatever. It's probably the top spec that there is. So, approaching six figures is not... To, is, is what I would expect. Yeah. For that money, you're exactly right. You could get one car, which is an Exige, for let's say 30 to 35 grand. Yeah. will get you a good... A really nice one. A good Exige, like an S3 Exige yeah. or something. It'll look lovely. And then on top of that, you could just just get like a, an RS6 Estate secondhand as well. With the V10 in it. With the, v- with the rest of your budget, you yeah. still have enough room there to get some incredible... Yeah ridiculous Which German is, estate. Let's, be, let's say it's just as practical 
it's better looking, it's more capable on the road, it's just as safe and way cheaper and looks way better. I probably said that already, yeah. but it does. It needs to be said twice. Exactly. It just is better in every single way. So why wouldn't you do that? Who's... Ah. Oh. I want to meet people like that. Now, do I wanna, you? I just want to ask them. No, you don't. To be honest, I do. I just want to ask no, why... No, you don't. Why, I do. I just want to ask why... <laughs> Do you feel like you need this X5M competition? Like what, what do you get out of it? And I think the main answer will be, well, I just really like BMWs and I can afford one. Yeah, I, I can afford I a like thousand a month. I like the way it looks and I want it. Yeah. So I've got it. I had 20K sitting around to put down as a deposit and I yeah. had a thousand a month to put down. Yes. And I thought, that looks massive. Let's just get that. It's... Oh. So, Matt, this is supposed to be chilled out. We've literally just said, oh. <laughs> let's do a chilled out one again. And we're just I'm riled up. So red in the face. Well, it, it annoys me almost as much as the X40M, which we saw on our walk the other day as well. Yes. Which is the equivalent there. And is so, that worse? I don't really know. At least know. the X5 is just an SUV. The X40. These crossover things are like hatchbacks. <laughs> on, they've been they're like jacked up hatchbacks. Yeah. Ludicrous. They're just worse. I've they got are. my arms like wide open here. Like, what is the point? What is the point? And is that, do you reckon the latest, latest version of that also is a competition? I th yeah, I think they do. If they do a, I think the top of the range versions of these cars will all have competition under there. But, which is a shame because it was, they're just spoiling their own heritage. I'm so. You used to get competition, used to mean something <laughs> in the world of BMW, and now it's just. Well, people it said on the there. same thing about M as well. Like, M used yeah. to mean something. I, actually, I would, what I would want BMW to do is to roll it back and get, get like, take the M off, off my car. My, so mine's a, an M140i. <laughs> yeah. Like, it would be perfectly fine if that was just a 140i. Yeah. It didn't yeah. need to be an M, the that M could just be a 140i. Yeah, right. So we know where M comes from, don't we? Yeah. The M1 supercar yeah. that BMW made in the 80s or 70s? 70s, 70s yeah. right. So they, what they did was they took that engine out of that supercar and popped it in one of their saloons. I think it was the 5 Series. Was it the 5 Series, the first M car? Oh, I actually really don't know this. Yeah, I think it might have been the 5 Series. Ooh. They put the V8. James, we could deep dive on M cars. It. We could do that. Let's just introduce it now. <laughs> And we'll do a deep dive. Yeah. Um, so this is what I think anyway. I might be right. We can, we can look back on this episode and see how right I was. Yeah. Um, they put it in the 5 Series and they called it the M5. And the M car was born. And it went, it, you know, it did so well. They made M3s. You know, for years it was just those two, I think. M3 and M5. Yeah, yeah. All the way through. And then they made a coupe version of the 5 Series, the 6 Series. Obviously, they've been doing a 6 Series for, for years as well, but they yeah. made the M6 with the same engine, just a coupe version. Um, then then the, the M3, M. they put the M3 on steroids and um, gave, it, gave it a V8. And prior to that, they had the 1M Coupe. Um, coupe Which, sorry. They, they started to... It was getting a bit dodgy then. Which was, yeah. Getting but a at least it dodgy. had the M engine yeah. in it. Um, and then, yeah, from, from then on... Basically, they've just been ruining it by putting M Sport on every single model. You get a 120D M Sport package. Uh, at least the M's hidden there. It's more like the... It's pretty much now the ones that are, for some reason, the X's. So the X4 yeah, yeah. has an M version, but it's not an M4. It's not an MX4 or an X4M. It's an X40M, but 
that like means... Like a 140i. Like a 140i, but it's different to the X5M because that is like an actual M and that deserves the competition written underneath because it's an actual M car. But I don't... Oh, I see what Do you, you see mean. what I mean? Yeah, there's like, yeah, yeah. there's the baby M's, which is the M140i and the M235i, the, oh, sorry, M240i yeah, as well. Yeah. So there's, there's the baby M's like that. And then you've got the grown-up M's like the M2, the M3, the M4, and yeah. 5, M6. And they, so they're stopping the M2 name and they're just having M2 competition. Yes. Are they doing the, the same M4, thing with M3? The M4 competition, I think you can only buy M4 and M3 competitions now. I did spec one up a couple of months ago. I can't really remember. You know, <laughs> well, just you, on the you website. Get bored, you just go on, the, yeah, yeah. on a car website and spec up your best your best spec. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I couldn't choose a standard M3 or a standard M4. It was just, you know, they just had the competitions on there. Yeah. Um, so when you said it's, it's, it's to do with emissions, what do you mean? I didn't, I've not heard this. Right, well, um, it was to do with the M2. I remember they, they had, there's an M, there's the engine in the M135i. Yeah. They put, um, they, they, they tweaked it and put it in the M2. And then gave it a, dual clutch gearbox and, yeah, rather they gave than it some the nice suspension and a diff and everything like that yeah um, and everyone was saying oh it's a baby m car it's not a, got a proper m engine like the m4 and the m3 so what they did was they made a competition version of the m2 and put the actual m4 engine in the m2 right so the, so the m2 increased. comp has a different engine yes to the m2 i actually didn't yeah. know that and Did then they stopped that. doing the m2 altogether um, because okay. the emissions the EU emissions keep changing and the M2 engine as it was wouldn't have passed those regulations so they fitted it with the M4 engine but they detuned it to about 400 horsepower Only instead of the 444 I believe that you get in an M3 and M4 yeah which with a simple remap can just unlock all that power back up so you can have a 444 brake horsepower M2 competition for like a 500 quid remap, I would imagine. Bloody hell. Which would be a pretty tasty thing. It's tasty enough on its own with the 400. Oh, yeah, I, I would imagine it is. Jesus. Crazy. Well, from what I've heard, the M2 is like, it's where it's at for the M cars. Yeah. It's, it's as light as some of the older M3s. It yeah, captures that old M feeling. Yeah, that's the one I'd have. Um, the M2 competition. Oh man, that would be lovely. Be very nice. But yeah, so I'm just I'm just a little bit confused by how BMW are running things at the moment in terms of what they're making. It's like they make a car for every occasion. I don't think they know what they're doing. I literally think they're just trying to make a car <laughs> for every single person. Yeah. Like you just said. It's quite Completely ridiculous. That's what doing, I think. There's there's like near me, near around here, there's yeah. more than two X forty M's that I've seen. Or MX forty M's X forty M forty I's. I don't <laughs> We're, what, what are they? What are they called? What are they called? Do they do an X1 version as well? Is there an X140 there an X1? Oh, there is a, M? There is an X1. Is there? There's an X1? There is an X1 because it's a 1 series. Yeah, yeah, but is there an X, X140M? I don't think so. But again, I don't know. We haven't really done our research. Good Lord. Yeah, we need to, I'm going to look into this. Look into it. But I, I will. I'm bored out of my mind. Just talking. <laughs> <laughs> tell you another thing I noticed then. Like, we'll shift gears a little bit and talk Go. about something else. We have mentioned the strange BMW grill, which... Um, oh, sorry. I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. Just, uh, just about the it. thought about it. Um, 
which on the new M4 looks the best, I think, of how it could look. It, it, I'm I not, would disagree. Not sure if it's growing on me or not. I don't know. I would but, disagree. Okay. Well, it doesn't look great. No, I would disagree that it would look more appropriate on the 3 Series, would it not? Because it's a boxier maybe. shape. And, and the, the 4 Series is very sleek and, and rounded. Yeah. And I think maybe that boxy grille would look nicer on a 3 Series than a 4 Series. That's just nah. my observation based on your comment. But Well, I saw a picture of one next to the... Alfa Romeo Giulia, Giulia. Quadrifoglio. Yes. And they look almost identical. Really? If you put them side by side and you take the BMW grille, if you were to swap grills, you'd have the same car. I'm, I'm looking this the up. The only difference between them is the grille. It's incredibly weird, but I think it's mostly the lights. The lights are identical. I don't know how they've, I don't know why, but I've just realized that the two cars are almost basically the same car. And James is looking this up now. I'm looking this up. But if Bear you were me. to put the new BMW grille in the place of the iconic Alfa Romeo grille. I don't have any internet here. <laughs> it says 4G, but it's not giving me 4G speeds. Yes. It's okay. No 4G speeds. Oh, see, I've got the, the, um, the Stel is, is it the Stelvio is their stupid SUV? Yeah. Yeah, but see, the difference is it's one grille. It it's is. a nice singular triangular grille. However... And the lights are very nice and very similar, to be honest. They are, they are identical. They're identical. Even like the two, the, the angled vents at the lower portion, like right down at the bottom of the bumper, they're identical. Yeah. It's also very similar. So there is a lot to that car which I think does look good because you look at the Julia and you think, wow, that thing looks unbelievable. Well, it all tapers to a point. Yeah. It's aggressive, shark-like, snake-like, like you know, two. things that are intimidating. That's what car manufacturers have been trying to do for years is make things look intimidating and angry. And like the nostrils on a skull, which is what the, the front end of the, the new M looks like. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But they're just far too, if, you know, if they were proportionately sized yeah. as nostrils on a skull, yeah. the nostrils would be the size of the fucking eye sockets <laughs> and placed right in the middle. They just don't look right. Nothing tapers to a point, you know. It's almost like the rest of the car is coming from those, those grills, whereas from the Julia, they taper. The yeah. car tapers down to that grill. Maybe you're it right. It looks perfect. Well, because I was realising that there's a lot to complain. There isn't actually that much to complain about the M car, the M4 and the M3. It's, it's just, it's just the grill because the rest of the car looks identical to the Julia, as far as I'm concerned. They've, they've basically come from the same design language in that way that most modern cars look the same. Yeah. But it's literally just the grill. And I reckon if you just took the top notches of mm. the grill on the M4 off, just brought them down a tiny yeah. bit, got rid of those two massive bonnet yeah. creases, yeah. made them a little bit more subtle, you've got yourself a good looking car nice well let's hope they uh sort that out in the future yeah let's hope they listen to this podcast pay attention to what we're saying and uh make these changes because we're highly yeah, influential BMW, people you've been told <laughs> sort your names out we've sent for you and stop making 75 percent of the stupid cars you make <laughs> and just make us just make m cars just, just make saloons make estates and that's it. We don't need anything else. We don't want anything else from you. No coupes, no. Just saloons and estates.
Oh, obviously, I'm including the coupes in this oh, as well. Okay, I'm with you. Can't have a coupe. Yeah. For the single MFs out there who don't need back doors because they ain't got no kids. <laughs> yeah, oh we man. Talk, we know you're out there. Well, there you go. That was that was my subject that I oh, wanted cool. to talk about today. To hey, begin do you know with. what my subject's going to be? Is it more moaning? It's bikes. Is it actually? I want to talk about bikes. Ah, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> welcome to a subject this. that I know nothing about. Well, it's fine. You don't need to know anything about it because I don't really know anything about it either. All right. So this seems like this is a good subject to talk about then. Let's talk about it. It's something we know nothing about. Okay, fine. Um, go on I then. want a motorcycle. Ah. That's what. That's where this has come from. You are going to die. No. No. You're going to die. No, I'm not. You're just... I may be killed, but I'm not going to die. Well, that... <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, no. In all seriousness, I would very much like to do my motorcycle licence. Yeah. And buy a motorcycle to ride around with my friends. Because a few of my friends have motorcycles and they absolutely rave about them. Of course they do. Because I'm they're sure... They're They're efficient. Yeah, they sure. They look amazing. Yeah, sure. Um, they're cheap. Yeah and so on and so forth. Yeah. Criticisms, please. So many. <laughs> go, go, so, say some, I'll so try bat them away as, as they come in. Bat them away. It's, my, so my issue with motorcycles is nothing to do with the motorcycles themselves and not necessarily to do with the riders if the rider isn't an idiot. But the thing is, with riding a motorcycle, you, you're so vulnerable that if anyone else on the road messes up, you, it, it could be, you could be done. You could just be gone. You could go from being a functioning adult to being a quadriplegic in a wheelchair in a matter of seconds, even though you were driving 40 in a 40 zone, being completely sensible, just because someone didn't see you, because you're physically smaller. And it was like, you know, it was, it was coming to the end of the day, the sun was in their eyes, they couldn't quite see, so they just pulled out on you. If you were in a car, they'd have seen you, or if they hadn't seen you, you'd have hit them car to car, and you'd have survived, no yeah. issue. On the same speed on the motorbike, yeah. you'd have broken your back, broken your legs. It's, it's just, I just can't fathom taking that kind of risk. There are those risks out there, I'm not gonna say there aren't. What I will say is, it's just something you have to be aware of at all times yeah. when riding a motorcycle. But you can have no control over it. That's the point, is that you'll be, you could just be riding sensibly around, going around a roundabout, you hit a little patch of black ice, bike slips from under you. Oh, may I interject? You may. I won't ride it when it's icy. Okay. There you go. Bit of oil. Bit of oil. Loose leaves. I've seen it. I've done my motorcycle theory test. I know to look out for rainbow patches on the yeah, road so sure I can thing. avoid those things. Sure thing. Loose leaves. Going around a corner, sensible speed, car pulls out of a driveway on a country road. Tractor pulls out of a driveway brakes. on a country road. You hit the brakes. Sure, the those brakes are stopping you. you. They, they, they do stop you. Not in time though. It's just like the, the risk of being in the crash to begin with goes up because you're less visible you have the ability to go a lot quicker and yeah those are the two main reasons the risk goes up to have the crash to begin with the risk then when you're in the crash that you'll die or get seriously hurt is so many times greater than it is in a car I can't fathom taking the risk oh well that's fair enough I suppose <laughs> 
those are the those are the two factors for me that are like well so i can respect bikes from afar they look great they sound amazing and the speed you can get for the money is ridiculous you can match a veyron for like 30k Oh, or less way, than that. way less than that. Way less than that, We're sorry. talking less than 10 grand gets you something with the same brake horsepower per ton as a Veyron. Okay, well, there you go. I mean, if you want to go as fast as a Veyron, you can do it on a bike for a... Less than 10 A thousandth... A, a thousandth. A thousandth. <laughs> keep that in. A thousandth of the money. No issue. It's just... If you crash... If, if you crash if you crash. No, and with riding a bike, if you can you crash. talk to any motorcyclist. It's not if you crash, it's when. And then if it's a when. Is that a bullet casing? Uh, yeah, quite possibly. Cool. You know, where we, this is all like the military no, do know, testing right here. It's just cool to see a bullet casing. <laughs> see, people say we don't have guns in this country. Well, there you go. <laughs> we do, Americans. We know how to live as well. Yeah. In fact, well, you can, it's really strange around here. You can hear um, them doing like testing, so mm. you can hear them, they get massive booms all the time. We get these huge deep rumbling booms nice. in the distance because they're doing testing wherever, wherever yeah. they're doing it. It's quite funny on the, uh, on the, face, the Fleet People Facebook group, there was this um, comment, uh, that, which is hilarious. I'd also highly recommend anyone in your local area to go on, join your local group for whatever your local area is because it is hilarious the sorts of things that people will moan about on Facebook <laughs> in your local area. Um, I, I've got a story about that, I'll tell you in a sec. But anyway, this person had just moved to the area and had posted and was like, um, why does it sound like there's a war going on? <laughs> like, we moved here two weeks ago, could someone make us feel a bit better about the fact that we can hear bombs going oh, off? that's so good. And then everyone was just like, army, 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 army. Yes, you'll get used to this, it's the military. Um, and all that stuff, because it happens like once or twice a week. Yeah. Um, and then I was just looking down the comment, there's army, 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 army. ISIS. <laughs> like, Jesus, Jake, what are you talking Jake, about? Mate, mate, chill. Mate, chill. Listen this is to one of our podcasts. This is fleet chill. people. But there is this amazing person who is trolling the group under the name Brenda. And yes, their posts, Brenda. The posts are fantastic. They're great. But I'd, I'd happen, I'd just, it would be great for you to join, join your local group. Tell us your stories of the funny things that people have said in these groups because they are brilliant. They are absolutely brilliant. But yeah, anyway, military, you saw a bullet casing. I mentioned the bombs. Going back, bikes will kill you. There no, we are. No, listen. That's where we're at. Okay. Can I throw this brake horsepower per ton figure at you and see if it changes your mind? It, I won't. I know what it is, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just throw it there? For the yeah, all right. The it's a thousand per ton. It's 1,187.13 brake horsepower per ton. Sure. Which gets you, um, sorry, which is on um, a BMW HP4 race, which <laughs> they only made, I think, 750 of them. Yeah. And they cost £68,000 more than you. And it's track only. It's, it's not road legal. It doesn't have lights, indicators, anything. Yeah. But it puts out 203 horsepower and weighs 171 kilograms Oh, my wet. God. <laughs> It comes with slick tires. You can only race it on track days. And it's one 1,200 brake horsepower per ton. Yeah. How I, amazing is that? It is. It now, is amazing. I would get an HP4 race, Because you couldn't. Because I couldn't. Can't afford it. It's not road legal. It's stupid. But yeah, I would get a nice, you know, 
six, seven thousand pound naked frame. So it's not a sports bike. It's not a cruiser. It's sort of in between the two. I, you know, I'm sat quite upright on the bike. Yeah. Good visibility. <laughs> um, and yeah, I'll just try not to crash. I suppose. Oh man. I just, I've known a lot of motorcyclists. Oddly on my course, quite a few of the people on the course were motorcyclists. A lot of them were. Oh, what course Ev was this, sorry? Automotive engineering. Oh, your uni course. Uni course, yeah. yeah. Every one of them had been in some form of crash at some point. Yeah, I'm, I'm With varying that. degrees of injury. And the other, th I've got another two reasons. So it's not only is it like, just statistically it's a ludicrous choice. I've got, <laughs> Two experiences specifically in my mind. Number one, my girlfriend, fiance, actually. Ooh, fiance. Um, <laughs> Sorry, it works in. Beyonce. I'm going out with Beyonce. Just thought I'd let you know that. Um, she, she used to work in the brain injury department in Lincoln Hospital. So she would basically, she was psychological support for people who'd had serious brain injuries um, and were trying to cope basically she's a psychologist so that's her that was her job she worked in that in, in that department and she had multiple motorcyclists who she had to who she was doing therapy for with massively varying degrees of injury so these are people who'd fallen off of bikes knocked their head in a slightly weird way damp given themselves brain damage and now have permanent issues with any number of different things even though the knock wasn't that bad, it was just the way that they hit their head meant that it damaged a certain part of the brain and that certain part of the brain was to do with their mood. So suddenly they're a fundamentally slightly different person because they can't control their mood anymore. Or they now have trouble. She had one patient who couldn't remember anything beyond like a few seconds ago. His short-term memory oh. had just gone, gone completely because he got into a, a motorcycle crash and knocked his head in a slightly weird way. Came out otherwise unscathed. It was just the head knock that had done it for him. Cheap helmets. I, he, he said himself he was a motorcycle instructor and he had all the, best, all the best equipment. It wasn't his fault that he'd got hit. He just got hit by a random van driver and off he, he went. He was unlucky, basically, that he fell in the wheel. He way. was unlucky. But if you're unlucky on a bike, you're unlucky in a big way. Yeah, I know. And I'm not saying they're you know, the safest things in the world. No, but you're, yeah. you're more likely to be unlucky. <laughs> and then when you are unlucky, you're more likely to be unlucky in a big way. So that's number one. Point number two, we had this second module called Crashworthiness. And one portion within that module crash, was... Sorry, Crashworthiness. Crash, how worthy you are to have a crash. No, how, how capable a, an, a vehicle body is at protecting its occupants in oh, a crash. Oh, I see, okay. What happens to the car when it crashes? Right. But it wasn't just about the car. There was a part within that module called How Bodies Break. I had an actual pack just dedicated to what happens to the human body when you get into an accident. And it was enough. It was enough for me to be like, no, absolutely not. And the realization that in every example that they gave of these, these types of crashes with motorbikes, the occupant would have been fine in a car. In, in even like a Fiat Seicento, which was their example of the worst car to own crashworthiness wise, was the in-betweeners car. Yeah. Um, even in that, you'd have been safer in these accidents than you would, would be in a motorcycle. And there was one particular example which has stuck with me. Sorry, listeners, if you are like slightly squeamish, 
Maybe skip ahead a little bit, potentially, because sure, this I'd, is grim. I can't skip ahead, viewers, so... You're just going to have to listen. <laughs> I'm going to have to listen to this. You're going to have to listen to this. So, the, have you ever heard of degloving? I knew you were going to bring degloving up. He's told me this before. Yeah, I have. Oh, I haven't told the it's, listeners, though, have I? No, you haven't. So, there was an example they gave of a motorcyclist going along one of the A roads, just like, I don't know, whatever A road, driving along. Um, petrol station on the left-hand side. Um, the, he's going along the slow lane. He's going under the speed limit. A van just pulls out in front of him. He slams into the side of the van. So this is, once again, a biker not at fault thing. Yeah. Every example I've given so far is biker not at fault. Slams into the side of the van, catches his left leg between the bike and the van. It completely degloves his left leg from the middle of his thigh downwards. So degloving, for those who don't know, is where you detach not only the skin, but also the muscle, and you pull off all of that material off your leg like a glove. So from these upper thigh downwards, well he detached his muscle and skin, and it had been able, been able to peel down his leg. That was how- Was he wearing shorts or something? Nope, full leathers. Because he'd got physically crushed at 40 miles an hour yeah. between his 200 kilogram bike yeah. and an immovable object <laughs> of, yeah. of, of the side of a van. And when you're driving something like a 200 kilogram bike, you're not going to move the van very much. So as far as you're concerned, the van is a brick wall. Yeah. Or you don't if you're have... stationary, that van is hitting you at an angle yeah. at 40 miles an hour. And you don't have any crash zones. There's none of those whatsoever. It's, it's you and the van. And that's why it's like someone catapulted you at 40 miles an hour into a brick wall. That's pretty much yeah. what happened to him, except that he had another lump of metal between him and the, the, he had another lump of metal the other side of him and the van. So he was between a 40 mile an hour projectile and a van. Nice. I'm done. Like, no, <laughs> no okay. motorcycle riding for me. Brain injury, degloving, the likelihood, all of those together packaged in one sweet do not ride a motorbike bicycle motorbike motorbike package for you there you go that's my okay that's my little ramp for you today well, you still want to go riding yeah absolutely i do <laughs> yeah i can't wait to get my tests oh, are you fully committed to this idea tonight get a bike well yeah i just i just love the idea of you know you're out you're exposed i like the idea of being exposed to the elements and it's so much more raw. They sound amazing. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you and the bike are one thing. And you can, it's very easy to become detached from a car because you're, you know, sat in it rather than on it. And, yeah. And the thing is, you know, you're straddling it. It's you and the bike. Mu you know, I just, I just love the idea of it. I always have done. Yeah. Um, and it's taken me to the age of 29 to actually consider everything you've said. <laughs> over the years that we've known each other um, and I feel like I'm mature enough all right to uh, well I ca you can't say you one. don't have all the information then now I have as much info well I've got a plethora of information on the internet that I can research plethora if I want to yeah um, <laughs> yeah just wish me luck I suppose <laughs> oh man oh I'm nervous for you. Yeah, don't what? be nervous okay. for me. It's fine. Look, I'm not going to be daily riding it. It's 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 a weekend, nice summer day cruiser. I know what you like, though, James. I know what you like. I'll be going fast. And in a that's line. the other thing, isn't it? 
Like this, the all my examples. Of having 400 brake horsepower per ton. Exactly. At my right hand. Yeah, you get yourself a. I remember it was a. I, my housemate had a motorbike when I was in Huddersfield, and his tiny, tiny 125 yeah. was much quicker, much, much quicker than my <laughs> MR2. Just immediately quicker than my yeah. MR2. So, I don't know, man. I get it. I mean, we'll always disagree on this. I get it, though. Um, I do. I'm completely on board. I just think yeah. my attitude to risk is very different and to you yours. And you said you try one on a track. Abs you? Yeah, you I drive one on a track, yeah. Because you, the risk then is that you'll slip off. But yes. if you slip off and you get, you know, you'll, See, you'll like you roll over. if you're wearing the right gear, then you'll most yeah. likely be fine. You'll most likely be fine. hitting immovable objects like a van. Yeah. Who just doesn't really look or care. Yeah. Um, that you are, like you say, no fault of your own. Yeah. Um, Apart from the fact that, he, why was he under the speed limit? If he was going over the speed limit, he'd have cleared the van. <laughs> so there's an advocate for speeding there. Had he been doing 70, not 50, he would He'd have been fine, van. yeah, no issue. Um, so there you go. Just being in the wrong place at the wrong time. If you're on a bike, then, uh, yeah. like you say, it can be very, very horrible. It can be. What does Nicola think of this? Yeah, she's not on board. No. <laughs> she's absolutely not on board. There you go. That's probably the nail in the coffin there, is well, it not? Well, no, she she's can't stop me. True. It's just like... I've just promised her that I'll be as careful as I can be, which is true, obviously. I do quite like living. Oh, man. So... <laughs> well, I'm not getting on that bike, FYI. No, I don't want you to get on the bike. It'll ruin my power-to-weight ratio. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want another 100 kilos on there. I, how much do you think I weigh? 100 Jeez. kilos. You think I weigh 100 kilos? <laughs> Bloody hell, yeah, my BMI like would be up through the roof. 90 kilos? Where is, 80 kilos? Where are you getting these figures from? I don't know, I think I weighed myself once and I was like 78 kilos. I'm 74 at the moment. Oh, okay. So maybe I, I must be about 70 then. Because you're, you're, mus you're muscular than me. I'm doing a lot of running at the moment, I'm quite skinny. Oh. I've lost a lot of it. Oh, maybe we're the same weight then. Have you not noticed how much weight I've lost, belly. James? Hmm? Look, how, look, how, look how slim I am. I can't see how slim you are. I'm Just so see slim, how James. thin your hair's going. Oh, ouch. God, Damn. oh, I stabbed, stabbed me. I didn't, I had no idea. <laughs> okay, can we, let's talk about cars. Yeah, okay, we'll go back to cars. An enormous subject. There. We did, sorry. You, you, you touched a button, James. Sorry. It was the, I don't want you to but, to die oh, button. so sweet of you. Um, I'll just go and insult your fucking. <laughs> yeah, you turn around and you're just like, ah, yeah, you lose your hair, so ah. You're fat. About <laughs> <laughs> 100 kilos. Yeah. That is quite a lot. You're actually, a 100 kilo bald man. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Thanks, James. Oh. Sorry. Solid reaction. So the news. Let's. Shall I do a news section? Go on then. Is your news going to be anything other than just moaning? I'm going to moan. Aye. But it's a chilled out moan because this is a chilled out podcast. Aye. Oh, look, a horse where it should be. Nice. Okay. Horses should <laughs> never go on the roads. <laughs> right. Discuss. <laughs> I have no. Was an exam. I have no strong no, opinion on no this. No strong opinion. No, no strong opinion. <sighs> to be honest, my opinion's pretty much unjust. It's just every time I've been sort of throwing my car about, horses happen to just be around the next corner, and they, the riders always throw a massive tantrum because <laughs> I've just happened to be going the speed limit around a corner 
oh, sorry. Sorry, I'm driving my car on a fucking road. Just, <laughs> just fuck off into a field, why don't you? You know, where horses are supposed to be. I love that we've just given up on this idea that this could be a clean podcast. It's never going to be a clean podcast. Because <laughs> I have to just hit explicit anyway, just in case you've left an F-bomb in there. So oh, right, okay. Just make it F-bomb from the start. All oh, right, fair enough. Fair um, enough. Yeah, I, I don't feel too passionately about horses, but I just think they shouldn't be on the road. That's where cars belong. But like, sometimes they need to transport themselves from no, one location never, to another. They're never needed for transport. No, they but themselves. They live in a stable. Yeah, but in one location. They don't have multiple stables across different counties. They need to trot along the motorway. No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> like, they might they might live in a stable and have access to a small field, but if maybe if you want to go for a longer hike, like elsewhere what do they call it hacking i don't know a, a long hack elsewhere then you want to you you'll need to transport the horse there and if you don't have a horse box or a horse then lorry one. so you, everyone who's transporting a horse even if it's like 50 meters down the road they need to do that via horse box they have to rent one just so that they're not on the road so instead of you meeting a horse on the road you'd rather heat a meet a horse box or a horse lorry well, well, yeah. You would? Well, yeah. Because usually you have to slow down whether the horse is on your side or the other side of the road. If the horse box is coming at you from the other side of the road, I don't have to slow down at all. Well, I can just blast past it like it wasn't there. <laughs> Whereas a horse, I get shouted at and hand gestures because I'm just doing the speed limit around a corner. And sorry I didn't anticipate your ridiculously enormous horses <laughs> that will get just spooked at the sight of a mouse. Oh, man. Anyway... You're going to annoy Let's some horse do the people. New, I don't care. If, you're, if you own a horse and you do that and you ride on roads, go away. <laughs> do you have the same opinion us, about cyclists too, James? First. Follow us on Instagram first, at Zero Traction. Um, <laughs> actually, what is our Instagram? I think it's at Zero Traction Podcast on Instagram. Is it? And at Zero Traction on Twitter. Okay. We don't have any followers, guys, so if you can follow us, that'd be great. That would be wonderful. Anyway, um, give us the news, oh, you the angry, news. angry man. I don't have any specific car news this week because every car manufacturer is just producing electric SUVs. And that's the whole thing. That's my car news this week. Right. MG have released an electric SUV. MG. I'm amazed they're still going, if I'm being honest. I'm so angry. <laughs> MGs used to be fun, tiny little roadsters. And now Did they're they? making enormous... S electric SUVs. What about the, the, the ZF? That wasn't. I'm not small. talking pre, you know, 80s, 90s. Oh look, more horses. I suppose they're they're, they're actually out. This is fine. Now. <laughs> this, this is not a road. You can't drive this here. This isn't a road. That's fine. <laughs> but they are social distancing as well, aren't they? Look? They are social distance horse That's riding. Nice. I'm happy with that. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, old MGs. I can't remember any names of the MGs now. Um, you know, old ones. Yeah. Okay. And what are they Midget. called? The midget. MG midget, yeah, that's right. The MGB, sort of, the MGA, yeah. yeah, okay. That's right. You know, they were little nice little rotors. And obviously, you know, if the demand isn't there, then they can't just make them for nobody to buy. I know it's it, making an electric SUV nowadays is, is you know, it's just, a, it's just what people are doing because that's what people are buying. Yeah. So that's fine. It's just so sad, <laughs> don't you think? And also, other really sad news is um, Audi have stopped developing ICEs. Yeah, they have. Internal combustion engines. Yeah. They are no longer researching, developing, 
engines. Yeah. They are fully focused on fully electric vehicles from now on. It's a bold move. And if but Audi are doing it, then everybody else is going to do it. Yeah. Which leaves us petrol heads. It's the way of the world, man. Just. It's the way out. of the world. It's just, it's just the way things were always going to go. Do I have too much of an issue with this? I guess I, we've had this discussion before, haven't we? When we talked about the AMG Mercedes and the fact that that was becoming a four-cylinder hybrid. Yeah. Um, I, it's the way that things are going. It's the way things have to go. And I think we kind of just have to get on board with it as much as I don't want to because I enjoy... I enjoyed a, a chugga chugga V8. <laughs> obviously. Obviously. Like the, and you can still get them on the used car market. It's not yeah. like they're... You know, it's then just I, sad that there's never going to be another day where the, the, you know, the 4.2 litre Audi R8 is announced. Yeah. And you know, car reviewers get their hands on them and they sound the way they do. And it's, it's hailed as one of the greatest engines ever made yeah. because of the research and development that went into making it. But you're also not going to get your hands on that car. Are you? Because it's like a 90 grand car nowadays. Yeah, I mean, you know? I don't know how much the, just the original R8, oh, right. I wouldn't have imagined it's 90 grand. I would imagine it's less than 40. What do you mean, the original? Yeah, just, you know, the, just a box standard V8 R8. Oh, no, V8 R8, you can pick up for under 30 now. Well, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, they're not that expensive, but what I mean is, like, brand new. The, the, the unveiling of this new vehicle. Oh, yes. yeah. Every time they've unveiled something new, something crazy with a bigger engine, with more power and more torque yeah. and just more and more and it's there's so much excess to it um i suppose like, what i mean is um you know the v8 came out the 4.2 v8 and then yeah. they made a five liter v10 version yeah and we were just you know as kids we were thinking oh what's next what's next you know are they going to make a bigger version are they going to put a v12 in it are they going to put a <laughs> twin turbo v10 in it and then they started making engines for lamborghini and it was just exciting. And we just wondered, you know, what's around the corner? What's next? Engines of the future are going to be amazing. But it's almost like a bubble, isn't it? Because you, you lose a... F like, you can't infinitely get bigger and bigger. There's, no. There's the limit with, what is it, the W16 that you yeah. get in the Veyron. Yeah. And... There's not like, a limit. W20. That <laughs> two V10s together. Put that in the but back of a car. It's just the weight becomes insane. Like, what are you trying to pull with an engine that, that's that massive? There's got to be a limit at some point. And there's, there's, it's, it's, it's a bubble. It's going to burst. You can't keep getting bigger. Well, you can't guys, keep getting more burst. expensive. It's done. They're <laughs> not doing engines anymore. Pop. Yeah. Not in... <laughs> that's a good way of putting it. They're not doing engines anymore. Pop. <laughs> that's it. That's the noise. The death of the ICE. Yeah. Except that it isn't the death of the ICE. We'll still have them for a long time. We will. We just don't have the infrastructure to, to support everyone suddenly switching to EV. No. You know, there's, we, don't, we don't produce enough power to allow everyone to switch right now. No. Um, I mean, obviously, we, we can get there, and the idea is that we would get there. Yeah. But it's, it's going to take a little while. I think it's more like when we have kids and they get old enough to start driving, they're going to come across, like, they, they're, they're going to be growing up and driving cars, which will, at a minimum, be hybrid. But the, the ICE will still be there. Okay. So we've still got, I reckon, another couple of decades worth of solid enjoyment of internal combustion engines as daily drivers before we all switch to electric. And even then, even at that point, 
you'll still be able to have them as enthusiast cars. And those moments when you really just want to rag, rag the shit out of some petrol engined, stupid little track car, you can still go and do that on track because the emissions from running that thing will be so insignificant that they won't be causing the fuel, they won't be causing problems with the atmosphere anymore because the bulk of it comes from, you know, like people commuting and... Yeah. and well, everyone, every, almost everyone having a car. Yeah. That's where it comes from. Trucking. And if, if all of those people that don't care about cars like we do go out and buy EVs, yeah. that's good for us. That's good for us, exactly. It's just sad that yeah. they've stopped complete development but I think of engines. Because what if synthetic fuel comes out? Yeah. And doesn't harm the environment at all. And there are no emissions with it. I mean, that, that sounds amazing, but where's the technology on that? I have no idea. No, I don't know. I just sort of... I know of it, but <laughs> I don't know anything about it. Yeah. I don't, I've not heard much about that. I need to, I need to look into that yeah. to be able to comment. And the kids, the kids are oh, so sad because our kids, if we ever have kids. Yeah. You know, we grow up with these memories like I was just talking about, you know, when they yeah. released the V8 for the first time, Audi and... Yeah. Our kids aren't going to have that. But they will about different things. Oh, what, this EV, the wine of this particular EV sounds way different from the wine of but that might not particular be, EV. But it might not be sound anymore. It might be something else, like some other crazy car tech that we can't imagine right now. Well, to be fair, batteries are going to get smaller and smaller and more powerful yeah. and more powerful. So, you know, there might be a time in 20 years where they, you get little roadsters yeah. with 300 mile ranges, 0 to 60 times of two and a half seconds yeah. for about 50k. Well, apparently, like, in terms of battery technology, we're about a seventh of where we could be with current battery technology, apparently, is my understanding. Like, st- I might be wrong, but it's a statistic I heard recently where we can still get about seven times the amount of capacity from the same space oh, wow. with this current technology. So there's a lot, a long way to go with current battery technology in terms of how far we can go. And the ranges of like the top end Tesla with exceeding 400 miles, you know, you're talking a full tank of fuel in a car. And then with fast charging, you're talking 20 minutes sometimes for a, a full for 80%, capa- yeah. 80% or whatever, which is once again, good for 300 plus miles yeah. or whatever. Um, so, you know, the ranges are now becoming, this is a viable car for not only for me to commute in, for me to go on holiday in. Yeah. And so there's going to be a point when our kids will look at a car as having well over a thousand miles range. Yeah. You know, like you could just get in your car and off you go and you don't have to charge it for weeks. No. And you can go thousands of miles on one charge. It's going to be, yeah, that's when it's going to really overtake petrol. And that the, the love uh, for cars isn't necessarily going to diminish, it's just going to morph and change. And I think if there's probably, there's probably like our kids are going to look back on this kind of conversation. I'm not saying our kids are going to listen to us natter on in this podcast <laughs> like 20 years down the line and be like, Dad, what were you talking about? But if they did, I can imagine they'd be like, what are those dinosaurs moaning about? Yeah. It's like people moaning about the, uh, the influx of seatbelts. Yeah. People moaning about ABS and traction control and, you know, oh, I'm not driving my car anymore. You've, you know, there's, there's people who moan about every single development of every single car thing as it comes in. There would, been, there would have been people who would have been like, this is the death of horses. This car thing is the death of horses. It's a sad day 
I used to love going out for rides on the beach with my horse, but I'm not going to be able to do that anymore because people are going to come flying around the corner in their car and then I'm going to have to F and blind at them and then they're going to go on a podcast and moan with their mate about the fact that they've driven too fast near a horse. And, and we'll, sound, we'll sound just like that. Us being like, ah, oh, I miss when we could take highly compressed dinosaur carcass and then stick that into a fuel tank and then burn it in order to drive places. Yeah. I miss being able to do that. Do you miss being able to do that? <laughs> like, we're gonna, we're gonna sound pretty ancient if, if that's the way that we speak. So I, I do like to keep that in mind a little bit at least. That, that that's the saving grace there is that I think you're mourning something which I don't think you'll actually need necessarily to mourn. Okay. You'll that's find something to, something to enjoy yeah, about see, it. Yeah, see, listeners, if you've listened to the previous few podcasts, then you'll know that I've said it's only a good thing having all these EVs True. because it means that there are more, you know, used petrol cars for us to go and exploit and buy and use on a track and modify and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I just have days where I'm just sort of like, you know, I do, I do mourn yeah what hasn't even died yet you know just yeah. when with Audi announcing this thing it's just sort of it is just a bit a little bit heartbreaking um you know to have something just given up on yeah um, but I can see I obviously I'm not an idiot I know I know that's that's the future and they will be amazing one day they yeah. will be excellent excellent machines and we'll all have one no doubt because I already want one <laughs> I still, I still, you know, I love the fact you can just jump in it, and you, you know, you're not harming the environment. You know, if you if you drive one for the X amount of time, you, you know, you overtake the the emissions produced by a petrol car. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just uh, no, it's interesting. It is. It's a good topic it's a good debate. to get into. It is a good debate. It's good to get into. I don't know. I there'll be a point as well when it's because i think one of the issues at the moment with evs um have you driven one yet at all uh, you know i haven't actually so i've driven two i've driven the um oh, what was the oh that's the Vauxhall ampera uh, the what the Vauxhall ampera do you remember that no do you, do you know the chevy vault no okay so <laughs> first generation sort of like N not mild hybrid. Now, you know, you know, nowadays, a Prius is, is basically a mild hybrid, really. It's mostly engine with a bit of battery help, but the Ampera was mostly battery with a bit of engine help. So I've driven that, and I've driven the BMW i3. Yeah. Um, once again, it's uh, a little bit of... Uh, it's mostly battery with a little bit of engine help. It's a, it's a what do they call it? A series hybrid. Um, and... Yeah, foot to the floor. It's a cool experience. Like, there's, a, there's a lot to it. Like it really kicks you up the arse. But there's just they haven't got the feel down. That's what it, that's what the difference is. There's no feel. It's a dead driving experience. Like the Mazda two. <laughs> worse, worse. It's there's no like. It's not fun. It's not engaging. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> And you've done that really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> and you've not harmed the environment in doing it, but you've also had no fun. You've had, there's, no, there's been no real drama. Bikes. Bikes. <laughs> so that's one hurdle I think they need to get over for petrol heads. I get like, 
we lose the engine noise, that's fine, but yeah. the engine noise adds to the drama yes. of the drive and adds to the fun of the drive. For us, anyway, not yeah. for everyone, but certainly for me, like I love the sound of the car. Yeah. You know, I actually don't care that my car pumps the engine noise in to the to the cabin no. for me because I like the engine noise. All right, yeah. it sounds good. It's so a nice noise. It doesn't sound artificial. I can't tell it's being pumped in. It doesn't take it away from me because I can really like I can hear it popping yeah. in the back, and that just oh, it's so good. And you're not going to get that in an electric car. No. Would you, okay, here's a question. If we could, and assuming, you know, we probably could, there's no reason we couldn't. If we could get an electric car to sound like a petrol car, it could give you the, the, the feeling that it's popping and banging. It could give you the idea that it's making lots of engine noises. You could even make it feel like it's changing gear. Like it's not just one long gear. You could even make it so that it varies its delivery of the torque so that it feels like it's going through the gears. For all intents and purposes, you'll feel like you're driving a petrol car in every way except it's full EV. Would that be as good? That was a good question. And then when Probably you got out of the car and it drove past you, it would sound like an EV. But yeah. in the car, it would sound and feel like a crazy Group B rally car. You know what? I actually don't mind the, the way EVs sound that high-pitched whine you get. Yeah. I think they should they should make that a bit more dramatic, albeit artificially. Yeah, okay. You know, I, don't, it's, I don't mind the sound of an EV, to be honest. And if it was more dramatic, like a bit louder or more mechanical. Or yeah, okay. Um, you know, more mechanical whine, that would be quite... Well, like a supercharger exciting. whine. Yeah, almost, yeah. Yeah. I think that would be quite cool. Do you reckon there's, there must be a department in car companies that is currently working on, it'll be called like some ridiculous name, like the Sonic department. <laughs> yeah. Sonic feeling or something. Yeah. Which is just all dedicated to what noise would this Taycan make? Yeah. Yeah. From, I saw one the other day actually. What Taycan? Yeah. It oh, it looks really good. Squat. It sort of came flying over yeah. this roundabout. And there's quite a lot of elevation to the roundabout and it's, it sort of goes around a little bit of a curve but you can take it quite quickly yeah if you're going straight over and there was nothing coming yeah this i just saw it and then i and then you know it sort of came past me and i was like oh a tycan cool and then it sort of it went round the bend a little bit and just squatted yeah and just took off <laughs> down this road and i was like christ that just looks yeah so fast that that does make and me it feel had that high you hear the tire noise and it had yeah. that wine. Like and the shuffling like, you know of the tyres. That tires. was actually really cool. It is. And that makes the Taycan, of all of the recent cars, the, the Model S never made me feel like... I've, I've sat in a Model S while yeah. someone put their foot down at full pelt. And that was amazing. But, like, that... And then that was over. And then you're yeah. like, cool, that's all this thing can do. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the, uh, the Taycan is the first car I've seen and listened to and been nearby yeah. that's made me excited for the future yeah. of EVs because of what that thing is able to do. Like, when you see like videos of Chris Harris drifting one, yeah. and you're like, ah, okay. This, you, this yeah. is back to where we kind of want it to be, isn't it? <laughs> yes. That's, that's where you, you want the car Porsche to go. You will find a good driver's car out of it. Oh, and it looks good. You can good. absolutely trust them. It it's looks like fantastic. How, it's, it's how the Panamera should have looked. It, absolutely. Isn't it? That's absolutely. kind of where I think of it. Stunning car. It's as low as a Cayman, yeah. but with the proportions and length of a Panamera, yeah. 
Um, and a unique style. It's not trying to be the Panamera's problem because it looked like a 911 that had been like bloated and on steroids and yeah. squished. Not a, squished, sorry, um, like elongated. Yeah. But it was like fat. The facelift looks horrible. a bit better, but yeah, yeah, first gen especially was ugly. You know they're really tanking sales now, the Panamera. Are they really? Like, barely any are being sold. Is it because everyone's like looking at the Taycan? I think everyone's looking at the Taycan and just thinking, right, if I'm going to spend this much money, I may as well get the Taycan because it looks way better and it's much, much more modern. Yeah. And future-proof. Oh, man. And I happen to... And I love the fact that every time I've seen a Taycan, I think I saw... How many have I seen now? I've seen a couple, um, but this one in particular was being driven hard. Uh, And I've never seen a Tesla being driven hard. Because I think no. Teslas are just bought by people that want electric cars. Yeah. Taycans are bought by people, they're bought by drivers that have the money to buy a full EV. Yeah, it's true. Which I love. Yeah. And I love the fact he was driving the nuts off of it. Yeah. Because I was like, you know, yeah, thank God. Thank God drivers are still being able to drive these cars the way they are. Yeah. And, and there is hope. You can drive it hard repeatedly. That's one thing I've heard is that it's, it's not just about the fact that it can do this crazy stuff. Yeah. Is that it, it? It's got its heat management is such that it can just keep going yes. and going and going exactly as, until it runs out of juice. But yeah, it can. But yeah, it's not. It's not due a, to overheating that it can't do it anymore. No. And so you have to find a, a, a yeah supercharger and go and have a coffee for forty-five minutes. I mean. Yeah, that will change. That will change. There'll be a point when we get it. It becomes nationalised. It becomes part of the grid. It becomes part of the government's responsibility that they have to, well, maybe not the government's responsibility, but it'll, it'll be some like universal charger that has to be the spec. Yeah. Everyone, every manufacturer of every car has to adhere to this same spec in the same way that if you own a petrol car, your fuel cap has to be able to take the nozzle of a fuel. It'll be USB, USB type C for cars. <laughs> well, yeah, you're right. They've done that, haven't they? They've every made it so. It doesn't matter what brand apart from Apple. Any Android phone, bang, USB Type-C. Yep. You can use your existing charger with it, which means any car you buy, you bang. You get that. <laughs> any car you buy, you bang. You bang. Straight yeah. in. Straight in. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's a crazy world yet. out there. It's not there yet, but, you know. We'll crazy stuff. Well, tell you what. What's that, two hours? No. Three hours? Hour and five. Hour and five. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> By the time I've cut it down, maybe yeah. about an hour. Pretty okay. good. That was, a, that was a cool episode. Yeah, I enjoyed, I enjoyed that. it. Let us know, please, guys. It's a bit please. angry, but we came to a place of serenity and acceptance in the end. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm not set on horses on the road, though, still. That still uh, makes me mad. Still makes me mad. Thanks very much for listening, those yeah, who are cheers, listening. Guys. It's wonderful that you Follow listen. Follow us on um, Twitter and Instagram. Twitter? Zero Traction Podcast. Did you say Twitter? At Zero Traction. With two Ds. We would like some followers by episode seven. (laughs) Thanks very much. See you later. Bye. Peace.